and welcome back to another episode of business is pleasure so before we go into like our show every week we get a camera ready get the mic ready cod has two jobs as well one of her jobs is to write down all the topics we're going to be talking about and also to get the timer ready and she can't do the timer thing correctly and it's, it's, it's just frustrating it's just frustrating it just goes to show that cod has this like bad connection when it comes to time she's just not good at time and i don't know why it makes me sad sometimes it really really hurts my heart but enough about colette my name is john francis and i am the co-owner of the client on trading company we source distribute market and distribute vintage clothing globally hype use clothing used clothing you name it we try and do it and every week on business pleasure we take some time to really examine our previous week how things are going how our relationship is going whole dynamic between those two things and the best way and the only way we start off the show is call it how was your week nah my week was really busy your week is always busy no my week was really busy okay what, what made your week so busy because my other job it was just really really busy really busy okay let me hear get some details let me break it down I was like, busy i was just so busy every day okay without using busy can you explain to me how busy it was um all my students had tests and it was just really hectic and really busy mm -hmm. and like i'm just really tired from it mm -hmm. but now i'm good all the tests are done mm -hmm. so i feel better now so how do you think um with having your full-time job well yeah full-time job and then also having clarity on how do you think that like affects how maybe um, punctual with the business and with um, your work that um, Sometimes it reflects it affects it a little bit negatively because with my other job, like there isn't any like leeway. Like I can't be like, oh, I didn't have time to do this today, so I'll do it another day. It's like I have to do it on this day because there's like numerous people, hundreds of students, pretty much that are depending on me to get something done in a certain in a certain amount of time. Whereas like. With our business, sometimes, like, I don't necessarily, like, take it for granted, but sometimes I'll be, like, I'll push it aside because, like, it's my own business. So, like, mm -hmm. I do have the opportunity to, like, do things a little bit later. Like, there is a little bit more of, like, a grace period and understanding. But it's one of the, the benefits time, of uh, having a business, though, right? That's when you're able to, like, really create your own schedule around it. Yeah. But I think, like, on the negative aspect of that is because, like, before this whole started, we are talking about how it's business isn't hard. Once you understand the system that allows your business to be like effective, but consistency is the hard part, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then we even noticed as well too, right? If we're yeah. not able to be consistent, just like posting online, yeah. our sales like decline significantly. Yeah, exactly. So like, it's kind of like a, a hard spot because like, yes, there is that benefit of, yeah, making your own schedule. But like, if you aren't consistent and you aren't doing the work in a consistent manner, like your business is going to be effective regardless. So it's, it's just one of those things that, like, yeah, you do have the luxury and the freedom to be like, yeah, I'll do it when I want, but you can't just always do it when you want because mm -hmm. then that's going to negatively affect mm -hmm. your sales. So. And that's one of the craziest things, too, I think people need to have an understanding when it comes to running a business. Doing things whenever you want, okay, sure, that is a part of business, but you need to do them in a systematic way. Yes, you should do the accounting whenever you want, but it should be done every Thursday. Yes, you should be able to just go thrifting whenever you want, but you should have specific dates to get that done so you can do your marketing as well so you can do your shipping and i think sometimes people aren't honest enough with the new aspiring entrepreneurs let them know like yes having a 
business allows you to be more versatile with your schedule, but you still need a schedule. And I think some people have that misconception. It's like, yo, I'm just going to run this business, do whatever I want. I'm going to go on vacation. It's going to run itself. It's like the majority of businesses out there don't run themselves. Not until like a certain point. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, sure. Maybe like five, ten years down the line, like you may have some kind of business where it's like just running itself or like you have employees that kind of like do the work for you for the most part where you can just kind of check out for a bit, maybe. But I don't know. I don't know about anyone else, but like I know my business right now, it's not at that stage where it can just run by no, itself. Definitely like, not, definitely not. I need to do the work. I need to be consistent. And like we were just talking about like that's the hard part about business. It's not the fact that like business itself is hard. Like once you figure it out, it's pretty much smooth smooth sailing from there. Yeah, for sure. With like a few like tweaks and like bumps in the road, of course. But it's the consistency that's the hardest part. Because mm-hmm. like you're accountable to yourself. You know what I mean? So like. When you're at work, like a regular, like, say, 9 to 5 job or whatever, like, you have your boss that holds you accountable. You have your other coworkers that hold you accountable or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just be like, yeah, I'm just going to show up at, like, 11 when you're supposed to start at 8. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Whereas, like, when it's your own business, like, you're the only person that can hold yourself accountable. So, sometimes it is a little bit easy to be like, you know what, I'm going to do this later. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this another day because, like, it's only you, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, that's the hard part. And the coolest thing, well, I wouldn't say the coolest thing. I think, like, one of the best aspects about running a business is that, like, you can know within, like, a week or even the day what's working and what's not because your previous results aren't the same, right? Yeah. For instance, like, with us, we weren't posting as consistently. Then we realized, hey, like, usually we're doing, like, 50 orders a week, and now we're down to, like, 30 or, like, 25. Like, what's going on? Then we, like, found that one variable. And, of course, it's because, like, I wasn't posting it, like, the six times a day. You weren't posting it twice a day or whatever. And then the next three days, we're like, okay, let's get back on track. And bam, things went right back up. You know what I mean? So I think it's, like, once you realize what system is working for you. Focus on that. Focus on that. And then when you start to, like, sway off that course, that's when you can really realize, okay, well, I was doing this incorrectly. Let me get back to this and keep it up. I was actually watching my favorite show the other day. Um, Real Housewives mm-hmm. and uh, this lady on it she was an accountability coach mm-hmm. and I was like why would people need that mm-hmm. I, was, I didn't understand it but now like it actually makes sense because like especially if you're like an entrepreneur or, like whatever or even if you're just trying to like you have your personal goals like you're trying to like lose weight or like gain weight or whatever the case is mm-hmm. like if you don't have someone that's holding you accountable sometimes it's really hard to do that you know that's crazy honestly there's a business for anything eh oh my god it's yeah, like she basically did. she just goes around and makes people feel guilty yeah, she's like she's an accountability. She got so she she <laughs> she'll like check in. She's like, oh, did you do you drink water today? Did you mm-hmm. eat like whatever today? Mm-hmm. Like, and if they say no, then it's like they so it's don't, a lot of babysitting. Though. Yeah, like they don't. You don't want to look bad to that person, mm-hmm. right? So you're more likely to do what you said you're gonna do. The same reason why people have like mentors and like whatever, because mm-hmm. like it's someone to hold you accountable. No, it's it's definitely true, and I think that's for me. I. I'm not that bad when it comes to my accountability. I'll be straight up like, yeah, like, I'm not doing this correct. I need to get back on the course. But I hold myself responsible for that stuff, right? But I could definitely see some people where they're like, one, they either don't know how to take that positive criticism and be like, hey, you should have done X, Y, and Z. Like, try to stay on course. Or they just don't realize the things that they're doing incorrectly. So I can definitely see how having someone there as, like, a bystander just to look on your life and be like, hey, bro, like, you know, you can get back on course with things, like, you're not doing things like as accurately as you should have. So I, I think if you are someone that does need someone else there, or like a third party to like 
motivate you to push you to ensure that you get everything done by all means like do it you know what i mean because yeah. like for me to sit there and be like oh man this is so stupid like this is useless but if it works for you psh, go for it man yeah. go for it like 100 percent. why not 100 percent. um so one thing that i think we can like jump into now is just the Ottawa Vintage Clothing Show. We talked about the Toronto Vintage Clothing Show a couple weeks ago and how that was amazing. Ottawa, of course, is a smaller town, smaller vintage demographic, so we don't always expect like the same results as we would in Toronto. But I think in Ottawa, we had a number that we wanted to go for. We didn't reach that number, but in the reality of it is, we still had a great event. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's most important to go back to consistency. We try not to focus on these events as a one-off, but more so like the overall year, right? How is this helping us reach our monthly goal of X? And like, also, be, um, Catherine, she actually said something that like stuck with me. She was like, oh, how was the Like, yeah, it went well. Like, you know, it was good. And she's like, yeah, you guys probably have like a decent following now. Then it dawned on me. It's like, yeah, we're here like all the time. And also like, it's the same audience at the 613 Flea mm-hmm. at this show as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like, even though we don't sell to like the repeat customers, for them to see our face, that sometime is better than a sale, you know? And let them tell like, hey, like, these guys talk to me, they remember my name, they remember what I bought last time. Like, that stuff is so important when it comes to customer service. And I think some businesses sometimes take that stuff for granted. I remember I was online and there was this like big hype beast business in Toronto. And I know it's not good to judge people's businesses, but I'm judging you. Because when it comes to customer service, I don't think you can ever like cheap the customer out on customer service. And they, and they said how um, they don't answer DMs anymore. And for me, I was just like, that's ridiculous. Like, like, how dare you guys feel as if, like, you're too good or the questions your customers are trying to ask or request from you guys aren't good enough for you guys to take two minutes to be like, hey, no, sorry, yes, no. Yeah, and also, too, like, at the end of the day, like, customer service is what differentiates your business from another business. Mm-hmm. You know, especially in, like, the area that we're in with, like, reselling clothing used vintage streetwear whatever mm-hmm. a lot of us have pretty much the same stuff yeah for the most part yeah like there's those people those businesses that are like collectors and they have really rare really sought after pieces whatever yeah, sure but yeah. for the majority we all kind of generally have the same stuff so it's like someone is going to come to your business over somebody else's because you're more personable or because you have greater customer service or because when they DM'd you through Instagram, you actually answered and you didn't wait two days to get back to them. Like there's little things like that that go a long way when it comes to like where people choose to spend their money. Cause at the end of the day, like you can never take that for granted. Like mm-hmm. as a business owner, you're asking people to spend their hard earned money that a lot of people will probably slave away at a nine to five to get their paycheck. You're asking them to spend their hard earned cash on something that you provide to feed you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like you can never like disrespect that relationship and that dynamic because at the end of the day, like you work for your customer. They don't yeah. work for you. Like 100%. they're not they're not begging. They're not asking for anything. You're working for them. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to cater to them and cater towards their needs. So yeah, and that's the reality of it too, right? Like sometimes business need to understand is that like our company's our company product is not that special. They can find it anywhere else, you know? So if we're rude, if we're dishonest, if we're disloyal, 
it could be the smallest thing that will motivate your customer to go to someone else. So for us, we believe, of course, it's like one, how can we bring value? And two, just try to be courteous as much as people. Yeah. And that's funny. It's like, it's not even a business thing. It's a life thing. Yeah. It's like, you know what I mean? Like you want to be courteous to like the bomb on the side of the road or the president of the United States. Like or whatever. just treat people with respect. Yeah. That's all it is at the end of the day. You know what I mean? But yeah, so back to the whole um, Auto Ventures clothing show. So for us, it's always like, okay, well, if we can't always get a sale, let's try to at least like give the best type of customer service as possible. You know what I mean? And I think that's really important because, of course, there are sometimes customers that are like really high maintenance. They'll try 10 pairs of jeans. They'll try 10 shirts and whatever. You know what I mean? They'll mess up our booth. But the reality of it is like, we are there for you. You know yeah. what I mean? That's why a lot of times when we tell people to like look at our jeans, we're like, guys, don't worry about it. Go crazy. Don't worry about messing it up because, like, we're here to make sure everything is neat That's and tidy for you guys. For. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you're going to help us out by, like, purchasing our products, helping us reach our financial goals. So, like, what the least we can do is fold a pair of jeans back together. Yeah. And that's like, nothing, you know? It's like, without customers, you don't have a business. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I really like, too. One thing that I think that's really cool, too, like, a lot of our content, we're always finding ways not to necessarily create content, but just document so we'll document the different shows, different events, and different things that we're always doing. And it's cool to see that like people that follow us online are now going to the same events that we're going to. Because with us, we've always found it important to like bring value to the community, whether it's through the products or like the type of services that we're trying to introduce. Yeah. Because the one thing that we know is that like the bigger the digital community comes becomes, the more eyes that are gonna eventually come back to our business. And the better it is for everyone. Exactly, like you know, so like when there are other businesses that are similar to us that sell like identical or very similar items and now they're doing the same shows as us one it brings more people into the shows because it's more businesses it's more businesses promoting the show and and also more people that are like the same demographic as us now mm-hmm. being introduced to the show as well right which mm-hmm. gives us an opportunity to again bring value to our clients and also bring the best products as possible yeah and it goes to show that too like what we're doing is working because sometimes like we don't realize it ourselves we have to like look at it through someone else and for us to realize like hey crap like if these guys are doing the events too and it's working well in their favor clarity the information we're putting out there is beneficial yeah for sure like you know so i think that's always important and like i've just, i've in the past like couple of years have noticed the big change at a lot of the events that we started going at oh yeah for sure and now and that we're, go- we're like still continuing to go to but like the demographic has changed like i don't know i'm sure like vintage and like the popularity of it and it changing has something to do with it as well Mm -hmm. but i remember when we first did like the auto vintage clothing show for example like we were the only like streetwear type of vintage there everyone else was like 1930s like Mm -hmm. vintage 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 and like the only like customers that we would really have would be like you know people coming with their moms and dads like you know like younger people coming with their parents but not really like anyone coming there specifically for stuff like ours Mm -hmm. but now after we've been doing it for the past like couple years and like other businesses like ours have also started doing it as well Mm -hmm. now there's a larger demographic of people that are actually there for that type of vintage and streetwear the like Mm -hmm. 90s 80s type of vintage as Mm -hmm. opposed to like the way way back type of stuff it, it's so true and that's why i think it's always good to like just try different markets out because when we initially did we're like oh man like this isn't the best for us right mm-hmm. but of course like a couple years down the line we're like oh crap like this is the best event ever you mm-hmm. know so i think sometimes you can't always go into something just think it's gonna be successful right away yeah. you really have to more or less like look at the market 
and look at how your business strategy can like really be blended in within that market and also like have like a little bit of like foresight yeah with, for sure within the community because sure. i even remember like when we first started doing the ottawa vintage clothing show i think it was and even maybe the toronto vintage clothing show uh catherine at one point she was like yeah like um she was like yeah like all of the other people in vintage they're getting older they're retiring they're not wanting to do the shows anymore like you guys and like people like you are the Didn't new that. face of vintage yeah, like yeah. she's like eventually over time like, these people who carry like 1930s like whatever they're gonna be dead <laughs> but, but it's true they're gonna be dead in they're not gonna they're not gonna yeah. want to do the shows anymore you know what i mean whereas yeah, yeah. like and their gonna, audience isn't gonna be there there's be gonna honest. be too old you know so it's like it, it is changing mm-hmm. it is developing into a different thing so like Sometimes when you start something and it feels a little bit weird and awkward, it's because it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. And, like, it takes a little bit of time to get into that comfort and swing of things where it's like, okay, like, this makes sense now. No, 100%, right? And I think that's one thing we always have to keep doing, especially if we want to grow as a business. It's like we need to always innovate. We need to always do things that are outside the box, more or less, just so we can see what is working, what's not working. For instance, like, when we first started Clarendon Co., weren't really doing vintage we're doing more so like just like used formal or or semi-formal <laughs> attire right yeah. and we, we transitioned over into like more of the vintage the sportswear the more casual stuff yeah. and now we're now we're even realizing that like there's a huge market of um people that like goth and grunge clothing as well too right so now we're getting a lot more pieces to carry that to that market as well too right mm-hmm. and i think i remember reading this book it was like any plan that can't be adjusted is a bad plan yeah like you know because it's about adaptability if you're not able to be adaptable to the market you're gonna be at a huge disadvantage and even like when i think back to when we were kind of like just starting out or like transitioning into like where we are now like i remember there being so many moments when i was like what are we doing like what is our business what type of like clients are we supposed to be targeting like what type of products are we supposed to be carrying and there was so much like uncertainty but now that i look back it's like you kind of have to go through that's that. how you figure it out that's how you figure it out like i feel like when you first start a business it's really easy to have this like naive point of view where you think that like everything's supposed to be figured out i think like the idea of like a business plan can mm-hmm. kind of give you that at times where like you'll write a business plan you you have this feeling of like okay like i'm supposed to have everything from point a to point z figured out in betweens all inside and out like everything's supposed to be pristine clear but it's like that's not realistic like, your business may start out as one thing and then morph and change into something completely different at the end of the day, but still highly successful, still profitable. Like, I feel like that's one of the things that holds people back a lot of the times is, like, they feel like everything needs to be figured out right now. Yeah. And it's, like, that's not always the case. Like, you can start a business without having anything figured out at all. 100%. Like, and I think one of the things that, like, people need to understand is that, like, a business is more or less, like, a metaphor for a relationship. Because imagine we went into our relationship and we're like, yeah, like, we're going to have this by that time, this by that time, and that my life is set. You never know. Like, anything can happen. Anything yeah. can, like, really be thrown into the gears and just change everything off course, right? And that's essentially how business is. I think it's good that you have, like, good mission statement, good morals. Good and foundation. A good, and a good foundation of, like, yeah. what you want your business to be. Yeah. But based on that, 
you can have your bit you might want a three a, a low rise condo but bam it's going to turn into this huge high rise yeah and you just never ever ever know with your business yeah. so i think it's always important of course like have those like cemented beliefs within your business down and build off of those things yeah but like to always have this like timeline that's like somewhat unrealistic is unfair for you and your business because like what well, there's an opportunity that allows your business to be accelerated mm-hmm. right what are you gonna do you're gonna what not skip those extra eight steps so you can like really be put in a good opportunity yeah or what if those opportunities never do come and you and you have to do steps one through eight yeah. so i think it's always good of course like have those cemented morals within your business and have a good strategy behind it but always be able to adapt and change realistic change of course realistic change you know what i mean definitely 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 realistic change or whatever and i think one thing that 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 like we talk about too is that especially when we were starting our business was that like i think we we fell off the business bandwagon you know what i mean when we were first doing our business we're like oh crap like this is fun this is exciting then like two months no sales three months no sales Four months no events we're like holy crap like what's going on like this is so it's hard so discouraging so discouraging and then we found out from our system anyway it was because we weren't consistent and we didn't really have yeah. like a cemented strategy that could work really well for us yeah and i think a lot of the times with like because the audience that we cared to of course is like people between the ages of 15 and 25 so young adults or like teenagers that not necessarily want to start a business but they just want a job so they can make money I think there's a huge distinction between those two things. Mm-hmm. A job that makes money is that you're doing tasks that, of course, makes you money. And I think a business is that you're building a brand or building a corporation that's has long-term sustainability. Yeah, it's a system. Exactly, a system that's in place or whatever. But I think a lot of these people now, they get excited about the idea of like running a business when they're not realizing they're just more so doing a job to make money. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so I think like when people are able to distinguish those two things, they'll get a better understanding of what they want to do long term. Yeah. I've talked to some people where they're like, yo, honestly, like right now there's money in this, but I actually want to go, I actually want to go work in this construction. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I think as long as you're honest with yourself and you understand like what works best for you, that's when you can be, that's when you can like start deciding what's successful for you and what's not. Yeah. And things can always morph and change over time. Like mm-hmm. maybe something starts out as like, a like a hobby where you're just making like extra cash on the side and then it morphs into a business mm-hmm. later on or maybe something starts out, out as a business and then you figure out you know you don't really want that big of scale or system and then you kind of scale it back and it's just something where you're making cash on the side so no 100 percent because like we even said it ourselves right like we've seen like all these like we've built like these business friendship with people like a year ago and then it's like a year later it's like you know their business just didn't last and like it makes you ask the question like what happened like were you guys just in this for the trend maybe you guys didn't really enjoy this like what like what was going on why mm-hmm. you guys had like all this built-up momentum and then one day like we don't see any posts online there's no more video there's no more content from you guys so what's going on i think again it goes back to the ideas that like maybe they didn't have the best system in place to ensure their long-term mm-hmm. sustainability yeah that's the thing it's all possible right but that's why i think with us we put out that pdf because our pdf doesn't teach you how to run a business it teaches you how to first do a task that allows you to get some extra money on the side right because the reality of it is is that like entrepreneurship and business right now is going through like this really cool renaissance where everyone just like oh crap i sell money on i sell products online or a service i'm running a business now 
and that re- reality of it is like uh, I, w- I wish it was that simple mm-hmm. I really really wish it was that simple you know do you think do you think we we went through that that entrepreneurial like burst where like we kind of did it just for the hype yeah like mm-hmm. even when we remember we had post 94 mm-hmm. so we used to have this like side business called post 94 mm-hmm. and like we sold just like random stuff mm-hmm. and like I feel like we were just like selling to sell we weren't really like passionate about what we were doing there was mm-hmm. no like rhyme or reason behind it we were just kind of like yeah if it sells it sells we had no system we had very little consistency mm-hmm. like it was just like a foolish like unorganized thing yeah yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. I feel like at that point, yes, and then even aspects of like Clarendon Co. at the time was very like sporadic. Mm-hmm. We we're just kind of like, yeah, do this, do that, whatever. But there was no like real goal mm-hmm. or like guidance involved. But now I feel like we were, we're past that point. Oh yeah, for sure, man, for sure. I I think like we wanted to start a business initially, not because like based on the hype or anything, because like when we we're in college and like university, like we always talked about it, you know. Yeah. This is maybe like five six years ago before like everyone wanted to be an entrepreneur yeah. or just on the cusp of it probably just like on the cusp just at the beginning yeah. yeah like you know what i mean because we've always had like aspirations of like running our own business yeah but it's like how do we do that or whatever you know what i mean so yeah so so i i, I think like yeah it's a combination of both of us like being like oh crap like this is trendy and us being like yeah like we'd love to have financial freedom and also being able to dictate what we can do on our time and everything like that right yeah so um one thing also that we're transitioning over to now is spring like you know like we know like the carhartt jackets leather jackets really thick jackets were doing really well for us in the winter time but now transit i know you're hungry but we got to finish this podcast baby this podcast isn't for us it's for the people why because why I, I, I i can tell like i can why tell why do you have to call me out like that because like because like because like at the end of the day babe like the podcast is for them so why do you have to call me out like I that i have to because like do you not see your posture like like your sentences are so short now like you're like breathing extra hard because you're so hungry like you should have had a snack like i'm sorry like if you can wait three more minutes so with spring right around the mm-hmm. corner, no, it's true. You're greedy. She loves food so much. All she wants to do is eat food, guys. It's, okay. it's actually annoying. That's not true. Um, so of course, with spring right around the corner, we're now like gearing up to like have the best pieces that really represent the fashions that are going on right now, and also functional pieces that represent the weather as well too, right? So a lot more shorts, mom jeans with lighter washes, a lot more silk, a lot more nylon jackets, windbreakers and stuff like that that are perfect for the season. And I think the good aspect about that is that we're, we were preparing for that. So from January, we started to realize like, hey, let's get more of these pieces because spring is right around the corner. And like, that's one thing you always want to do. You always want to be a bit ahead of the curb. So you're just not there like running and scrambling around like, oh crap, like now it's time to get these when you should have been preparing for that so long ago. Mm-hmm. Cause like, even though everyone like hates corporations or whatever running a small business you have to be some type of like system in place like a corporation if you go to h&m for instance right in january february they have their march and summer lines getting ready to go they have their looks books ready they have all their commercials all their media stuff ready to go right so i think we always need to take like the little pieces from those bigger corporations just so we remain relevant with the trends with the times and the season yeah yeah anything else you want to add no, and I kind of like how we're doing on the online stuff. Like, um, like for the spring, we're adding a bit more color into mm-hmm. our postings. Like, we're trying to like 
I'm not going to post, like, two gray and black things, mm-hmm. you know? I'm going to post, like, something with a bit of color and then maybe something that's, like, uh, white or yeah, something. Yeah, like, yeah. Just, like, keeping it in mind that it is springtime. Like, people are looking for lighter, more spring type of clothing. So. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. And it, I think, too, just adds, like, a cooler aesthetic to our page as well, too. Mm-hmm. And because, like, of course, like, we're trying to target, um, like, a female audience now that's been guarding a lot of attention for our page. I think they'll appreciate it a lot, too. So I think that's always important. All right, guys, that's it. Um, we didn't have the best energy today because Kot was really hungry. Why do you have to blame it all on me? Because I could tell. Because Kot was really hungry, so I apologize for that, guys. But the information, nonetheless, I hope brought you a lot of value. If you guys have any questions or concerns, please hit us up. And until next time, peace. Kot's going to go eat some food now because she's greedy. Okay, bye, guys. <laughs>